We ask as we step into your word this morning, your word illuminate our mind in the name of Jesus. Your word will bring us direction, insight, wisdom in the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank you, Harbour Father, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, better, Amen. Amen. All right, uh, everybody say the blessing. So we'll be looking at the blessings since the beginning of, la- I think last month we started the blessing. And we'll take maybe two or three more teaching on the blessing, then we'll round up. We still need to talk about multiplication. Remember, we are looking at fruitfulness, right? Praise the name of the Lord. So we are still looking at fruitfulness, but we're still going to look into multiplication. Okay, so we're going to take some few more time into the, in this teaching. All right, the blessing. Now, let's do a recap. I said I'm going to talk a lot about what we discussed last week's Sunday. So it's just a recap of last week's message we are going to be having today. And next week, Sunday, we're going to go into another aspect of this teaching. All right, we started this series by looking at Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. Everybody say Genesis chapter 1. Verse 26. All right, let's read together. Let's read. Are we good to read together? One to go. Then God said, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Let them have, let them have what? Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. We saw the original plan of God for mankind is dominion. Everybody said the original plan of God for mankind is dominion. Everybody said dominion. Okay, and, and this just, by the way, by the way, um, how many of you, are, are you tired of all this brutality, killing by SARS we've been hearing all over? Are you fed up with it? Now talk now, do you, I, do you, drive, do you like those things? And let me tell you one thing, it's not going to change until we do something about it. Hello? We are going to put an end to it. Of recent, in your front of your shop, they said they just butter somebody like that. I mean, just like that. You saw money in his account. Is it your money? And then you kill the person, the young guy. And, 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 by the way, we, had, we don't rescue against flesh and blood. So you don't hate them. Because they are being controlled by a forces that is beyond them. You need to understand that. I think we talked about it in Kingdom Authority. That in Kingdom Authority, we said that, you see, when you see the hierarchies in the Kingdom of Darkness, we have principalities. Everybody say principalities. Principalities. Say power. So when you see things like this, they are being controlled by rulers of darkness. It's a demonic spirit that controls them. So whether they like it or not, they can't control themselves. The same way we dealt with uh, kidnapping, uh, kidnapping, um, crime. You know we dealt with it. Uh, you are still doubting whether we've dealt. We've dealt with it. It's a matter of time. You will see it will be a thing. It has become a thing of the past. You see, when you cut the head of a snake, it will still have some dancing, some shaking, some still vibrating. But it's just for a short time. Because by the time the whole thing, it goes off. Okay, so all what you are seeing now is just the shaking, but we have already cut off the roots. Praise the name of the Lord. 
we cut off the roots. So the same way also we are going to deal with this thing. This demonic, that is demonic spirit that is controlling them. Who knows who is going to be the next person that they are going to more, uh, boot out again. But we are never going to be a victim in Jesus' name. And our loved ones are not going to be a victim in the name of Jesus. How can people that ask to protect you be the one that is massacring people? You need to understand that there is a force that is behind, behind those things. Praise the name of the Lord. And then we'll, we'll still communicate on how we're going to go on this prayer chain also. Prayer chain. Don't worry, I won't put you on fasting now. <laughs> it's prayer chain, okay? So we're going to have prayer chain and then we'll pray. We sort it out in prayer. Are you, go- are you, guys, are you guys with me? Are you guys with me? Alright, so let's go on. And the reason why I pointed us out is let them have dominion. So we are the one dominating. So if we see anything that is contrary to dominion, we take authority over it. Praise the name of the Lord. See, nothing changes until we change it. God will not do until we, have, we do something. Praise the name of the Lord. It seems as if God is God of uh, impossibility. He can do all things, right? Yeah. But he will do it through you and I. So if you and I do not act, then that means that he will not do. And without him, we cannot do anything. So we need a, we, we are in this partnership with him. Praise the name of the Lord. Alright, so let's go back to our teaching. Then God said, let, them, let us make man in our own image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion. So man was created to have dominion over the head. And we saw what happened in the book of Genesis. That man committed high treason and man lost his dominion mandate to Satan. So automatically Satan became the god of this world. And the authority, the dominion mandate that was given to man was transferred to Satan. And you can see all, all throughout in the Old Testament that no one actually has an authority over Satan. Praise the name of the Lord. Nobody can actually cast demons out. That's why when Jesus came on board, they were shocked that for the first time we are seeing someone that is doing something that we have never done before. Because everyone under the Old Testament, they are actually under the, they are under the dominion of Satan because they are not yet born again. Do you get what I mean? They are not yet born again. So that means that Satan is still the god of this world. And you cannot, give, you cannot give command to your master. So the best they could do is when God comes upon them and God walks through them. But that's not the best of God. And you can see that let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over... Now, you may think these are animals, okay? But look at this one. Over what? Over what? So it includes everything, every spirit being that, con- that is on this earth. So we have authority. Say, I have authority. Over demons. Over Satan. You have. You have authority over him. Don't let him play pranks on you. Don't let him make you feel as if you are, you, you, you are helpless. You are not helpless. You have authority. Praise the name of the Lord. The big, the big question is, do you recognize that you have this authority? Do you recognize that you have this dominion? Praise the name of the Lord. Alright, so we can see there. Then we move further and we look at Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 to 27. And so let's read together. I want to go. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28, want to go. 
Then God blessed them. Everybody said God blessed them. So God, man was created for dominion. And the first word, God's original plan for that dominion was the blessing. So you can see that in the book of Genesis, the cause is not part of God's original plan. And by the way, God doesn't cause any man. Oh, but I know, but you saw so many things in the Old Testament. You need to understand what happens in the Old Testament, but we are not going to talk about that today. But you need to understand that God doesn't cause any man. God doesn't cause. Everybody say, God doesn't cause. Only blesses. You see, God cannot give what he doesn't have. If there's no cause in heaven, then that means he cannot dish out causes. Praise the name of the Lord. You will see that actually what brought cause was as a result of sin. Sin produced cause on man. And actually what fuels sin is the law. Everybody say the law. Okay, so that's not today's teaching anyway. But we'll still look into that some other time. So, verse 28, then God blessed them. And God said to them, what, what, what did God say? Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion. Can you see it? Dominion mandate. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that do what? That moves on the earth. So God, in verse 28, then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Then we look at the first dimension of the blessing, which is fruitfulness. Everybody say fruitfulness. So the first dimension of the blessing is fruitfulness. And then multiplication. Then we said that you cannot actually multiply until you have, uh, until you have been fruitful. Because fruitfulness comes before multiplication. That's the, what happens to Abraham. God says, I will bless you. In other words, you will be fruitful. And it will stop there. I will make you to be a blessing. So when you begin to be a blessing to others, then you are multiplying. Everybody say multiplication. And that's God's plan for us. We are not just to live with, on our own. Live for ourselves. Die for ourselves. All what you are thinking of, about is me, 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 me. No, 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 no. It's beyond that. God wants you to, God wants you to, how will I put it? He wants to be an, he wants you to be an extension of him on the head. Praise the name of the Lord. He wants you to be a, an extension. That's why he said in the book of Romans, he said, it is more blessed to give than to what? In other words, when you begin to give, you're actually multiplying what God has given you. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Then we look at fruitfulness. Then another scripture we look at is Psalm 1, Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. Can we read together? One to go. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scornful, but is the light. And in his law he meditates day and night. Verse 3, one to go. It shall be like a tree. Ever say it shall be like a tree. So we are the likening a blessed man to be as a tree. In other words, the process by which a tree produces or it make it produce fruit is the same process a blessed man it produces fruit. And we said that whether you have money, whether you don't have money, you are blessed if you are in Christ. It does not have. You see, we have a, we have attached. Blessing only just to material things. And material things are only a, 
a, a, a fraction of the blessing. There's more to the blessing than uh, physical cash or riches. Wisdom is there. Glory is there. Honor is there. Power is there. These are the dimension of the blessing. And you will see all this functioning in the life of Adam. I mean, how will you... It takes a person of supernatural wisdom to be able to do all what he did in the garden. Naming all the animals. Doing all these things. It takes the wisdom of God. So, you could see that Abraham, I mean Adam, he works in this dimension. And you see that he lost it, but we already regained it back in Christ. Did I hear amen to that? So, the Bible says, it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit where? Where is fruit in what? In its season. Whose leaf also shall not wither. And whatever it does shall do what? Then verse 1 talks about what a, a blessed man should not do. Verse 2 talks about what a blessed man should do. And verse 3 talks about after he has done this, then these are the results and the fruit that will come out from his life. Did I hear amen to that? Alright, then we look further and then we look at James, Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 7 to 8. Jeremiah chapter 17 verse 8, 7 to 8. Jeremiah 17 verse 7 to 8. Can we read together? Let's read one to go. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and their Lord. Their, okay, sorry, please. Let's take it together one more time from the beginning. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. Verse 8. They are like. They are like. Does it correspond with what we have here? Help me now. Okay, so verse 8. Let's read one to go. They are like tree planted along a river bank. Such tree are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green. Ever saying evergreen. So their leaves does not know winter, summer. For, no, no, no. They are, they are always flourishing. That's what they're saying. So, this, see, there shouldn't be any dry season in your life. That's, that, that's how God made it. Praise the name of the Lord. January should not be a, a, a month of no money. No, 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 no. It should be resources come every, every time. Do you get what I'm saying? Okay. So, it said they are like tree planted along a river bank whose root, roots that reach deep into the water. Such tree are not bothered by the heat or worried by the long months of that. Their leaves stay green and they never, they never stop producing. They never stop producing what? Alright, so last week we looked at this dimension with roots that reach deep into the water. We've talked about you are liking as a tree. Online, are they with us? Are, are we off? Alright, we are liking as a tree. Now, it's just not, you can't plant this particular tree anywhere. It has to be planted in a particular location. Okay? And we said the location is at the river bank. Because it's at the river bank that it can actually produce fruit. You cannot take this fruit and put it in a desert and expect to produce fruit. Because it needs some nutrient, it needs water to be able to. 
and then we look at what is the water because why is it so important that it's being planted by the rivers of water here it says it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water here also it says they are like tree planted along a river bank are they saying the same thing so why is this so important because and we said that water is a picture of the holy spirit in other words you are planted in the all in the spirit and then from there you bring forth fruit praise the name of the lord so that's what we we, we we talked about in our previous teaching now last week i said the depth of a tree will determine the strength and the height of the tree everybody repeat after me said the depth of a tree we determine the strength and the height of the tree. Now, it talks about it's being planted by the river. Please, just follow me. You will still catch up with where I'm going, okay? Now, it said it's being planted by the rivers of water. Not only that, it now says that its roots must reach deep down into what? Into the water. So, it's not just a tree that is planted anyhow. Because the reason why it has to go deep is because when there is storm, what we determine whether it stays or it being uprooted is how deep it is. And also, oh, you're a blessed man. <laughs> there will be challenges, good news. There will be storms that will come. But what determines where you are, whether you are still standing and producing fruit in the times or in the in the in the season of farming, it will be determined by how deep rooted you are in Christ. Everybody say, I must be deep rooted. It's very, very important. Then I give us an illustration about a uh, coconut tree. You see, the reason why this, most times you will see coconut tree around the beach, right? Yeah, yeah. And you need to understand that <laughs> there are so many storms in beach side. A lot of storm, right? A lot of storm. But you will notice that many coconut trees have been there five years, six years, ten years, and they are still standing. You need to look at it. That what makes them to... Why don't you see other trees here? Some cannot stand this area. They can't stand. They cannot be planted by the rivers of water. Because here it's been planted by the rivers of water. Why many other trees cannot stand is because when the storm comes, Urukin show up. It will uproot every other tree. But when you are rooted and grounded, no matter the storm that comes your way, you are still standing. Did I hear say amen to that? Amen. And then I show you a video... Do we have problem with our online? Okay. Then, uh, can we... Do we have volume for this? Okay. Please, one minute. I want you to listen to this. I showed... I, I, I did all this last week. But for those of you that are just... They are no, they were not, you are not around. So, this is another good, good news. Okay. Can we, can we have the sound? Are we good to go? Okay. No, there's no sound yet. Okay, let me play it all over again. Okay. So we're at the beach this morning, and we have several coconut trees here. But there is this one coconut tree that has grabbed our attention, and it is this. This coconut tree right here. Can you see the coconut tree on the on the ground? So look at that. This tree most likely has been down since Burma 2017. And you can see it's been growing for a while. But it's growing against all odds. 
And my husband pointed this out to me, and I'm going to point it out to you. You see? Although some of the roots are out, as you can see here, some are still in. And you know what Jesus said? Jesus said, this is the importance of being rooted. <laughs> when you remain rooted and grounded in Christ, it doesn't matter if you're down. You can still grow and still bear fruit and still be useful to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So, even though there was Tom that brought this palm, uh, coconut tree down, but as long as his root is still firm in the ground, is he going to produce fruit? So, what I'm trying to say is, no matter the season you are going through now in your life, as long as you are rooted and grounded in Christ, excuse me, you are still going to produce fruit. Everybody say, I'm still going to produce fruit. So, it's so important that you are rooted and grounded. All right, then we move further a little bit, and then we look at, um, okay, we look at how do you develop deep root as a tree? How do you develop this kind of deep root as a tree? We said the first one is what? By the God's word. Everybody say God's word. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 7. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 7. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 to 7. Let's read together. One to go. And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let's continue verse 7, want to go. Let your roots, do what? Let your what? Into, into what? Into him. And let's, con- let's continue. And let your life be built on him. Then your faith, we do what? We grow stronger in the truth you are, you are taught. And you will do what? Overflow with thankfulness. Alright, so you can see here that in verse 7 it says, let your roots. So it's talking about how your roots has to go down in Christ. And how do you develop this deep root? We said it's through God's word. You cannot take yourself out of God's word and expect to be deep in Christ. There's no any other way you can become spiritual man. Except God's word. God's word is so important. So, you want to be rooted and grounded in Christ, then take God's word. It's not what you read occasionally. It's not what you read as a devotion. Thank God for devotion, but it's more, it's more, it's more than that. God's word is what? It says, let me go back a little bit. It says here, see what it says? It says, in this law, verse 2, it says, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in this law he meditates how many days? Day and night. So it's not what you do occasionally. It's something that you do day and night. God in God's word in the morning, God's word in the afternoon, take it as if you take your pills. And of course, it's a pill. In the book of Proverbs, the, words, the Bible says, the word of God is likening as a medicine. Just the way you go to a doctor and they said, oh, you are having this particular issue. And then what's the cure? He says, okay, I'll give you some prescription. And then you take this in the morning, you take this in the afternoon, you take this. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? And then you take it, and then you follow the prescription. The same way you follow the prescription of God's word. You take it in the morning, you take it at afternoon, you take it at night. Sometimes I listen to God's word over. And let me tell you how it works. Because your spirit never sleeps. Even when you are sleeping, your word can still be entering into your spirit, man. It's entering. Because your spirit never sleeps. 
Even should I tell someone? Should I tell you something? If someone is in coma, unconscious, you see, the words that you speak around the person is entering the spirit. He may not be saying anything, but because the spirit man is absorbing those words. So if you are speaking negative, he is absorbing it. And if you are speaking life into it, I've seen people that have been in coma, and what they did was that they play messages. They just play message and they're living. And they revive. Because, you see, if he if get the healing from his spirit, it will flow to his mind. And you will see it in his body. It does not start from the body, it starts from the spirit. So when you feed your spirit, you will be strengthened not only in the spirit, mentally, and also it will affect your body. Praise the name of the Lord. So it's so important. God's word is so important. So just the way you take prescription of drug, you take God's word as your, do- as your drug. If you are sick, hey, take this. Take God's word in the morning, afternoon, at night. God's word every time, every time. You will see the healing in your body. You will see it. You have a challenge about your finance. Take God's word. Take it in the morning. Take it afternoon. Take it at night. Take it in the middle. Take it as long as you like. Praise the name of the Lord. Listen to messages over and over and over again. You see, sometimes, shall I tell you, I've listened to some messages over 70 times. Listen to it. So it's not, uh, and you know, some of you, you need to take all these messages that we are preaching here. You listen to it, listen to it. You play it in your car, you play it at home, you listen to it. You see, you, you never capture everything in one sermon. Let me tell you the truth. You've only taken just maybe 20 or 30% as you are seated here. When you listen to it again, you say, but it said this, but I, I did not capture this. So you keep getting it in your spirit, man. And that's how you take God's word. See, you cannot be a, spirit, a lazy Christian and expect to be a giant. You will always be defeated in life. Things will always happen and you won't have any answer to it. All you will just say is luck. No, 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 no. Me, no luck. But no, I know what is coming my way. When I even see something ahead of me that is not, that is contrary to it, I stand against it. So there's no eventualities on anything funny, funny, funny. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? And you take God's word. Everybody say, I will take God's word. word. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. It says, this book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate in it day and what? For thou may observe to do all that is written there. Then, then, then you, not God. So it doesn't have anything to do with God. It's you that determine the result that you have. It's not God. God is not being unfair to you. You say, God, but why are you not, why are you not being it's, it's fair to everybody because God does not have favorites. Hello? I know some people still think that God loves some people more than them. He doesn't have favorites. The same dimension, the same love that he gave everyone is the same love that, is, that he gave you. That's why it is called unconditional love. In other words, it does not have level. It's an unconditional love. And the same love he has for you and I. But what you do with the love that you receive will determine what you get from it. Did I hear say amen to that? I want you guys, I don't know why I'm emphasizing it, but I want you guys to play it, do it. It's not an experiment, but you can try it as an experiment. God's word. Take God's word. 
you know the problem most of you know you think you know the Bible, you know it often. Sometimes you do need to know it often. You open it. I've read scripture this year, especially sorry, especially, especially Ephesians chapter one. I can quote it even in my dream, but I still open the scripture and still read it. Praise the name of the Lord. So God's word is so important. And we said you cannot go deep in Christ except you take God's word. And we look at Colossians chapter 1. Coloss- you see, when storm comes, what determines, you know when you put a, a foam something, a, or a sponge uh, inside water, when you squeeze it, what comes out of it? Are you guys still with me? Water. In other words, what comes out in times of your squeezing will determine what you have absorbed. If you have not absorbed God's word, what will come out is egg damio. That's what you will come out. You will not be con- you will not, it's not something that you are conscious about. For those of us that drive, you know there are things like that that happens. Somebody just came on board. You know, I remember when I started driving. You know, somebody just missed you. The way I did, I just, I just, ah, that's, you know, unconsciously. And I knew that that's what is, you see, what comes out in the times of pleasure is what is, you have absorbed. So when you have absorbed whiskey, you have absorbed all those things, what will come out from it is that. Because you cannot give what you don't have. What you have is what you will give. So in the time of pleasure, I'm saying this because we don't pray for it, but it happens because we are in this world. And because this word is never on your side. So you should rather know that, that there's nothing about this system of this world that is designed to favor you as a child of God. It's designed by default to stand to work against you. So how do you stand against? Is when you take up God's word. So when challenging comes your way, what comes out of you is the, is absor- is, is more, is the, more, is the amount of God's word that you have absorbed into your spirit man. There are times when something comes, I just knew, I don't pray about it. See, there are times of emergency, you do, that's not the time to pray. There will be prayer points. You will pray. How can they be putting God on your neck? And that's when you will be saying, Father, Lord, no, uh, 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 no, 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 no. But what is inside of you? It's what we come at. You just know that, no, 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 no. It can't be like this. It can't be like this. It can't be like this. Because you have taken God's word. It will come naturally. It will come naturally. So take God's word. Because in the times of storm, when the, when the storm, when the wind blew, all you up and down, it's as if your marriage wants to crash. Instead of you crying. See, God does not respond to crying. I know we are emotional beings, but it does not respond to crying. It responds to faith. It's the art of faith that moves God, not crying. You can cry, roll on the floor, cut yourself with blade. It does not work. Because the Bible says, without faith. Not without crying. So it's not an emotional being. Of course, we are emotional. But it does not, it works by faith. So when you take God's word, you stand on it by faith. You say, how will you say when they say that... uh, you know, a child is, uh, or a, 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 you know, I heard about a pastor, a man of God. His wife, they just rush out to the hospital and says she has a complication, this thing, this thing, this thing, this, that. It's not a time that he is already destabilized.
But what comes out of him? What God's word? I'm talking about Bishop Oedepo. He said, where's my wife? And he went into the theater and he said, baby, turn. And baby turned in the womb. He turned. They said the baby is hanging, you know, completely. He entered, he said, baby, turn. And he said the way he did it, he too, he turned. So that the baby would turn the way he turned. And the baby turned immediately. So in times like this, is the amount of God's word. Because everybody is not going to be there with for you all the time. Let me tell you the truth. And should I tell you, the more you hear God's word, the more God wants you to mature. And the more he wants you to be responsible for yourself. There are some people, if I pray for them, I'm not talking about you guys, but there are some people, if I pray for them, it just says, I mean, pray for healing. They just get it with these five seconds. There's the same and other people I will pray for. Nothing will happen. Is God be unfair? No. He wants you by that time to start using your own faith to receive your healing. When the Bible says, is anyone sick among you? In other words, how can you be asking that question? That is anyone sick among you? Talking to the church. In other words, they are not expecting anybody to be sick in the first place. Help me now, the way you... So it's just like asking the question, is anybody sick among you? In other words, the people that are asked to be in that category are people that are just coming in. They are just coming in. They are just coming in. But for those who are mature, they are not going to call elders for you. You are going to stand on God's word by yourself and receive. So that's why the Bible says, if anyone sick among you, call for the elders. And let them pray for the person. But for you, that you are strong, you understand God's word, and God expects you to mature, you get it by yourself. It happens to Kanetegin. Kanetegin said his wife was sick. He has a particular sickness. So he said, there was a time he prayed, and then the thing would go. He got to a point, he started praying, nothing happens. And he prayed, and he asked God, God, why I can't? He says, your wife has heard so much of God's word, that it's our responsibility to receive our healing by herself. And if she cannot receive it by herself, bye-bye, let her come home to heaven. Praise the name of the Lord. There are some people, they will never, no matter how anointed the man of God pray, they will never receive healing. Until they step out and they use their own faith. The Bible said, by our faith we stand. There's a time for baby Christianity and there's time for maturity Christianity. If you are still being fed with, um, what do they call it now? Feeding bottle where you ought to be eating bowls. Hey, God Himself will drop you and you'll be crying on the floor. Then nobody will carry you. Do you guys get what? And the way you grow is through God's word. Everybody say it's through God's word. You're taking God's word. You're taking God's word. And you feed the way you feed your body. How I wish most of us, the way we feed our body four times, six times, seven times in a day. We can feed our spirit man also just like twice in a day. How, how fat will, will I be in the realm of the spirit? By now, some Christian, 10 years as a born again, they are still asking questions. How do we hear the voice of God? I, I don't understand that. And you have been born again 10 years? And you are still asking a question. How, that means to tell you that you are not feeding on God's word. Because he says, my sheep hears my voice. Not the lamp. That's 
Help me. It seems I'm throwing so much stone up and down. <laughs> All I, you are the one with me. They have left me alone here. It's not the lamp. It said my sheep. In other words, the mature one, they hear my voice. They can distinguish between the false one and the real shepherd. They can, we can still be carrying the, the lamp, the one that is still cannot walk by his foot. But the one that have grown, he also be able to hear my voice. And it, you can't See, stop waiting for imaginary wind to blow a vision in the night. God speaks to your heart. Pay attention to him. Be more quiet in the spirit. Be more quiet. Pay attention. Excuse me. Number one way you can hear God's word, God's voice, is through God's word. God will not speak anything outside his word to you. God will not tell you that you should go and bath in the river. Because it's if you hear such a voice, it's devil that is trapping you. He just wants one vigilante to shoot you at night. That's what he's planning. Praise, praise the name of the Lord. He wants you to go there in the night and so that they can, kill, they can arrest you. But God's word will, will be God. You will see direction that comes from me. The Bible said the word is a light on, onto my feet. Uh, is a, is a, a lamp onto my feet. A light onto my path. You know, it's an analogy of walking in a bush path. And how do you know the road? You have to, in those days, they use lamp. Not rechargeable lantern. They don't have rechargeable lantern. So they carry lamp. And what do they use the lamp? That's how they move. So how do you move? You move God's word. You use it to move direction. How do you, what, what, how do you go about your marriage? It's God's word. How do you go about your finance? It's God's word. It's a light. 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 Take God's word. Spend time with God's word. You will see tremendous change that will happen. It will speak to you. It will give you direction. How did it happen? How will it happen? I don't know. See, many people are looking for mechanism of how to hear God. Do you know? There's no formula about this thing. There's no formula. But you will just want to start paying attention to his word. He says, my son, attend to my word. My son, attend to my word. In other words, pay attention to my word. My son, attend to my word. So I'm admonishing us this morning. Attend to, your, to the word. A lady in this church, she's not here. She called me, I'm sick, this, 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 this. I said, I took a series in healing school. And I'm not going to pray, and I will never pray. I says, if you cannot go back, because when I'm teaching, you are eating father, father, dear. I said, now, you are not in the issue now. He said, go and listen to it over and over. It's 10 series. You will listen to the 10 series. He said, that's how you understand how to receive your healing. Sometimes we need to push people out so that they can step out and stand on their own. Did I hear SMS to that? All right, all right, all right. So we look at number one is everybody say God's word. Okay, do we have let me see if we have another scripture for that? Um, let's see if I have okay. And number two, quickly, let's go into number two. How to be deep rooted in as a tree. Number two is prayer. Everybody say prayer. prayer. Number one is what? God's word. Number two is what? Prayer, 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 prayer. In the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 20, in Amplified Version. Are we good to read? Are we good to go? Yes, sir. Jude, chapter 1, verse 20. 
Oh, boy, ma, are you, are you guys with me there? Where is Pastor Promise? Okay, okay, sir. All right, let's be together. I want to go. But you, beloved, build yourself up, founded on your most holy faith. That's your salvation. Make, ever say, make progress. Does he want you to make progress spiritually? He wants you. How can you still be the same baby you were three years ago? Excuse me, the same way you plan New Year resolution or whatever they call it. You should plan your spiritual growth also like that. But this year, I'm going to, fi- by this coming year, I want to finish the whole Bible. It's a discipline. Nobody has the time. Let me tell you what's the truth. Everybody is busy. Everybody wants to be busy. So you have to compel yourself to do it. You have to compare yourself. So he said, make progress. Everybody said, make progress. make progress. How do you make progress? Rise like a what? Like an head face. Higher and higher. How do you do that? So, second way you go deep in Christ is by praying. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Not just praying. Praying specifically in the Holy Ghost. Everybody say, pray in the Holy Ghost. Someone, see, I, I, have, I don't know who I'm talking to, but there's someone here that has a lot of questions in his heart. Your question will never come externally. Your question will come inside from inside you. So the, the earlier, the better you sit down and you pay attention. Some Christians will die and they will go to heaven. And it is not their timing to go. But God cannot help them. I mean, in their own case, God is expecting them to do something. So, do something about what you have heard. If by now we are, you have been here for three years and you have still not been able to read God's word, or you have not yet, you know, I've thought there's something I've thought so much in this place prayer. We've even done it several times. And if by now your own is still not being able to pray by yourself, then I think you need to help yourself. Let me just put it that way. Alright, so the Bible says, you beloved, build yourself up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress, rise like an edifice, higher, higher, doing what? Pray in the Holy Ghost. I said, I wrote down something here, I said, praying in the Spirit is a key way to immerse yourself in the realm of the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit is one of the ways you imagine, imagine. You immerse yourself into the spirit. It's by praying the Holy Spirit. Praying the Holy Spirit, praying in the spirit is the door to the supernatural. Everybody says the door to the supernatural. You don't do it occasionally. You don't do it when you feel. It's what you do as your lifestyle. Paul says, "I thank my God. I pray in tongues more than all of you." And Paul was talking to a church. So can you imagine? I said, I stand here and I said. I thank my God. I pray in tongues more than all of you. Not individually, but collectively. So if you count the number of times you pray in tongues, you pray in tongues, you pray in tongues. I do more than that. And no wonder he has tremendous results. Most things that you are thinking that is difficult, when you start praying in tongues, I'm not saying you pray five minutes, you think you are done. Oh, there are things, five minutes prayer will not get it done. I know, I'm, please, I'm not, being, uh, I'm not being under the law now that you pray for so, so, so. Five minutes our prayer, God answered. But there are situations 
You need to take time to pray it out. Praise the name of the Lord. You take time. You, you tell people, please, when the Bible talks about Joel, I mean Jacob, that he was about to meet his brother, what did he do? The Bible he separated himself. Every one of us, we should have a time of separation. Hello? You, there should be a husband. The Bible says in the book of Corinthians. That, have you not read it? First Corinthians chapter 7. When he was talking about husband and wife, he says they should not deprive themselves of intimacy except for a short time when they give themselves to prayer and to fasting. So there are times they said, darling, no touching for three days. You know, we just make it an agreement. Okay, it's not something you take up on your bios. It's, you know, not, I, I'm, in this, I'm in the guest room. You are in this room here. And then I need to sort some things out. There should be time like that. There should be time like that. When you are, you are, you are, you are at, actually at a crossroad. And you don't know what to do. But you know you need to get a, a supernatural help. Then you separate yourself. You go like that. You pray. You pray until you know. How long? I don't know. But pray until you get it in your spirit. You will get it. There will be a note of victory that you will get inside your spirit that, whoo, I've gotten it. I've gotten it. I've gotten it. No matter what is happening at that time, you've gotten it. You see, when we took 21 days in prayer, you know, there's a point in which we, I knew we've gotten it. I remember there was a night, I was, telling, I was saying something, Sister Sandra bear me with me. I told, I said, you people should pray for me. You remember that? I was saying, please, I need prayer more than all of you combined together. You don't understand, but I need that prayer at that time. I need it. That's how we pray. You pray it. You pray it. Until when you knew that you have gotten it, then you, you leave the place of prayer. So when the Bible talks about jo- Jacob, that he separate himself, he sent his father, I mean his wife, his children, all the servants, he sent them, oh yeah, you go. I need to deal with this you because the problem that he ran away from is about to comfort now. Help me now. He ran away from, the, from his brother, and, but now he's going home. And his brother is there. And that one has vowed that seeing you is dead. So he knew that there's only one way. One way. You can't beg. You have to do one way. So what did he do? He said, you people, go. Then I must. Now, when the Bible says he wrestled again, he wrestled with, the, with the, an angel. You need to understand it in the New Testament. Because Ozia gave us a picture of it. That he actually traveled in prayer. It wasn't that he was fighting. You know, forget that analogy that you are thinking of. That he's not fighting with an angel. You know, an angel will now jump. Angel is a spirit being. Now. You, that's not what he's saying. The Bible says he wrestled with God. In the place of prayer. That is what we call in our own terminology. Prevailing prayer. That's what we call prevailing prayer. It's not that he's prevailing over God. Or he wins God in a WWE. WWF. No, 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 no. What it means is that he prevailed in the place of prayer. And when he prevailed in the place of prayer, when he left that place, he knew something has happened to him. He knew. I was listening to Pastor Queen. He says the, he knew when his ministry turned around. He says he knew. He says he went on a serious times of prayer. He says if you see him walking now, 
He says the posture of his walking now is as a result of when he came out from that prayer. He knew that something has shaken, something has happened. He said he knew, he knew when it happened. He knew when the turnaround t- took place. And he says he, that time he gave himself into prayer. He says when he came out from his closet, it's as if they broke his bone or something. He didn't know, but his posture just changed. He says he's walking. It has changed from that day onward. There are times where I need to also, this is how I do it. So I'm telling you the formula of what I do. I just take three days off. You see, most problem that you think is a mountain, three days. Sir, ma, three days. Of not, I'm not talking about three days of, hello, hello, hello. I'm, I'm praying, I'm praying. Call me back in the next five minutes. I'll call you. Or you are checking Instagram as you are praying. Those ones are butter, buttermilk and chocomilo. When you are serious, when you take something, you knew that you need a solution. Me, I've been there, so I'm saying for me. I, I knew. Let me give you an instance. When my dad died, when my dad, my dad died, everybody, my mom came around because she wasn't in Nigeria then. Everybody came around for burial. But I knew that time, during the time of burial, I couldn't lay my hands on it. But I knew something, something is not right. So everybody was sleeping in the house. I was sleeping in the church. All, all, the, all throughout the time. But I, you know, when you do on the... Can you get what I'm saying? You can't lay hold on something that this is what is happening. But you know that... You just perceive that something is happening. Do you guys get what I'm saying? So I knew that I need to pray. When you have that notion in your spirit, don't wave it off. It's not the time to share the grace. It's the time, it's an awakening in your spirit for prayer. Pay attention to that. It can be costly if you don't pay attention to it. And you will blame God. God, but why? And God will say, it's not me. It doesn't have to do, it doesn't have anything to do with me. I awaken you in your spirit, man. So, you pay attention. So, I just knew that something is not right. So, I took that time. I was praying in the church. All throughout the night, I would pray. All throughout the night, I would pray. But we did the burial. My mom traveled back a week later. And immediately, she traveled. She went abroad. Immediately, she got back to her station. Her leg just started swollen up. No accident. Nothing, nothing. First day, you know... I can't go to work today. My leg is paining me. It's like as if there's pain. You know when you can't put your feet on the ground? As if pains are actually... The second day, the thing increased. By third day, her leg had been swollen that even doctors, they couldn't... See, that thing, they don't diagnose demons with microscope. You can't diagnose them with microscope. If you put yourself under microscope, you won't see anything. So when she called me, she says, I can't go to work. So, I think I will go, I'll follow your dad. I said, ah! I knew what was coming up in my spirit then. So, it's not the time to share the grace. It's the time to pray. So, I launched out. I just, I, I, I remember then I was in school. Immediately, I went to redemption camp. Because very close to my, three days. Makata. As, you know the way everybody is praying, walking, you know, walking in the middle of the night. I think every day I pray like 15, 15 hours every day. On the third day, I finished praying early in the morning, around 5 o'clock. I just slept. 
and I had this vision. See, when you pray in this thing, you will see vision, oh. Oh, you will see. If you have not been seeing vision, oh, take time to pray in the spirit. You, your eyes will open. What would the Bible says in the book of Joel, out of Apostle? It says in the last day, I'll pour out my spirit on some people. Upon how many? All flesh. It says your young men and your daughter shall see vision. So vision is your heritage. You should see. How can a Christian be blind as a bat? No, no. So I saw a vision. And in that vision, I saw when we are having barrier. That, you know, when we are doing outside, you know, in the compound, but outside, when they put the man, the last respect, you understand. So as everybody is moving, you know, paying their last, uh, last respect or whatever it is, I was coming from the house outside, and I saw my daddy, my dad, he came out from the casket, and he started walking back into the house. You can see it with your microscope. It is the realm of the spirit. I saw him walking back into the house. So I, I, I met him. I said, what are you doing? You can't come back into this house. You're already dead. Go back now. We love you. You know, just We are celebrating you. We know you've done so much. So he couldn't talk. He just shook his head. And he went back. Second time. They were about to put him in the ground. You know, uh, they, were, they have already digged the ground. Actually, we buried him in, the, in our compound. So, the people that wanted to do the uh, laying down of the casket, they said they need water. They needed water. So, I went through the backyard to get them water. And on coming out, I saw the same man. So, he doesn't want to enter into the... That's demon. You, you, should, you should understand that. So, I, I just saw he's coming back inside the house. Ah! I said, ah, 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 this one is not natural. You, you can't come in. You can't come in. Come in. And then I begin to I, I begin to command him that now you must go and never to return back. He just shook his head. And he, do, you, do you know what shocked me so much? The next day, the leg of my mom just is, is shrink. Just shrink. This guy, I'm feeling better. <laughs> we have undo it. We have undo it. So you can't figure those things out. I, you know, putting sugar, butter in your mouth. You do it by being tedious. If not, you'll be a victim. You'll just be giving unnecessary stories. So you perceive something that shouldn't be. How can I be jobless for three years? Ah, no, now. No, now. No, now. It doesn't work like that. Then you take time off. Then you take time off. Then you pray. You pray. You will see. You will see results. Did I hear a statement to that? Alright, so we look at um, I said, pray in the spirit is the door. If you are sleeping, say amen. amen. I think if you are sleeping there, you will need to come here. Alright, so I said it deepens you into the river of the living water. Now, remember John chapter 7 that we read. I'm about to, I will soon round up anyway. John chapter 7, it says, out of your belly shall flow what? Alright, now let me give us this is very, very important. I give you this scripture. In Ezekiel, we are talking about dimension of the spirit. Everybody said the dimension of the spirit. It comes by God's word and it comes by praying. Let's see the dimension of God, of the spirit. Through the vision Ezekiel had. Now, this is a, a picture of the New Testament of what we have in Christ. 
and I will explain to you. Ezekiel chapter 47, we are going to read from verse 1 to 12. Please, this is the peak of the message, so I need your attention. Can we read? Want to go? In my vision. So, Ezekiel was had a vision, right? Alright, let's continue. Want to go? In my vision, the man brought me back. Entrance of what? Alright, well, let's read. Continue. Want to go? There I saw a stream flowing east and passing. Let's read now. Please, there's no time. I will have talked about the dimension of this, uh, this east and the south side, okay? For that. But what is happening here is that in the New Testament, our body is the temple of God. Help me now. So water, remember, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. So it's a picture of water that is flowing from your belly. Help me. Do you get what? If you have not gotten it, I will go back again. Gift. Do you get it? Okay. Let's read verse 2. Want to go? The man brought me outside the wall through the north gate and led me around to the east entrance. Oh, wow, wonderful. You see, when we enter into the tabernacle, this all this will make meaning to you. The east, the north, the south. Okay. All right, let's continue. Where are we now? All right. There I could see the water flowing out through the south side. All right, verse 3 to verse 5. Want to go? Measuring as it went, it took me along the stream. For in other words, it led him into the water. And by the time he entered into the water, he saw that the water is actually at 1,750 feet. And its width is what? Its feet. Okay? Then, okay, let's continue. And then led me across. The water was up to my, everybody say uncle. So he entered 1,750 feet. That's to the uncle. All right, let's see. Let's continue. Want to go? And led me across again. This time, the water is up. Now, no more ankle, but now to where? To the knee. Okay? Let's continue. Want to go? After another 1,750 feet, it was up. So, the water I've gotten here, it's just like the more you enter into a river, the more you have the water, the height of the water, okay? Then, let's read verse 5, want to go. Then, imagine another 1,750 feet, and the river... In other words, it got to a point whereby the world, it cannot actually walk in the water again. This time around, the only way is to swim in the water. It's talking about the dimension of the spirit. There are dimensions whereby you are still in the ankle feet. You don't stay there. You move to the, to the knee. And from the knee, you move to the waist. Until you are immersed into the realm of the spirit. You get what I'm saying? Alright, now let's see what happened after he now got to this point. Where he was walking in the, in the water. He, he couldn't walk in the water. This is what I'm saying. He was walking, he was seen. Actually, the man there is 
is a is a is an angel. Okay, he's an angel. Okay, the man that was showing him, giving him this vision. All right, let's continue from verse nine, verse six to verse nine. Want to go? He asked me, "Have you been watching, son of man?" Then he led me back along the river bank. Take no river bank. You have been looking at river bank, river bank. Okay, verse seven. Want to go? When I returned, I was surprised by the sight of many. Hmm. This time around, after he has gotten to that dimension, he began to see trees. Trees. So, what are the pictures of these trees? Remember, trees of. Are you now connecting the dots? All right, verse 8, want to go. Then he said to me, This river. The waters of this stream will make the salty water of the Dead Sea fresh. Mm. Fish, we are bound in the Dead Sea for life will flourish wherever. Remove your eyes from physical water. You are the one that is carrying the water. You are now the, you know, flowing. You understand now. So it means that as you are going, as you are going, things are beginning to work. Flourishing. You touch something that is dead. Dead sea there is a picture of something that is dead. So you touch something that is dead, a dead business, it comes back to life. Are you guessing me? All right, verse 10 to verse 12. Want to go? Hey, this is the time of multiplication. We have, been talk- we have been talking about fruitfulness before now. But this time around, he has entered into multiplication. Now, what happened now? Fishermen could stand along the shore. And the swamp will not be purified. They sh- will still be what? Best so- of this is where I'm going. Want to go? And there will always be what? Both in season and so there is, it is evergreen. Do you get God what I'm saying? So, okay, let's continue. There will be every month for oh. It, it says for the, for they are watered by so these trees that we are talking about they are being watered by this river and this river, you know, also understand that we are talking about the river is a picture of the Holy Spirit that is in you. Do you guys get what I'm saying? But you, you don't get into... This dimension is when it gets to the dimension of the water in which it cannot walk into it. And it talks about the amount of... When you imagine yourself in the realm of the Spirit, there's a point you get to in your life, you don't pray for things. You think about things and things happen. Help me. It's not everybody that is spending night vigil to pray for money. Some people just think. They think money. 
and money come. Ah, don't give me that look now. Help me now. The Bible says unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or what? So your thinking self is a communication. Just think it. I, I, I need dollar. Uh, one money like that on Sunday morning, I don't know what got over me. I just thought that ah, it would be nice I have dollar. And that the same day, somebody called me after the service and said, Sir, I want to sow a seed of dollar into you. And I think, I said, God, is it that you don't wait for somebody to pray? You don't wait. It's until I got this picture in my mind that even what I think, it has a meaning. So it's not about. Ah, da, ah, da, ah, da. Just think it because it's able to do above even what you think, and it's in this dimension. You think about it, and then just take place. You say, Oh, wow, that's good. Because in, in, in the other, you are communicating something with your needs, with your thinking. Praise the name of the Lord. And it says here, This I underline something here. It says, The leaf of this tree will never, everybody said, We never. It will never turn brown or it is natural, it is not natural for a normal tree. There should be a time of of wither. But this one, it doesn't know that. So, excuse me, you are the one that determines the seasons of your life. I need to say it again. You determine your season. So, what you do now can actually make the season to be ahead or to be late. Uh, did I say it well? I think I said it well. Do you know that even now, rain can actually be artificial. Uh, they can actually have what we call artificial rain. Have you heard of it before? Oh, I will show you. Sorry, you won't eat me up. See what, how they can create a rain. Oh, please, can you give us volume? I will show you to tell you that it's, the season is in your hand. So we don't wait for, even when there is dry season, you can bring grain. Are we good? Okay. Ah, online. It's about only there. Today, uh, I, I, you know, my spirit is not <laughs> But I hope you guys are with us. Are we good? Okay. Now, it's still not play. It's still. See how. Don't worry if you can't hear what I'm saying. Uh, I couldn't even hear myself. This is the loudest sound you could possibly conceive. And as it turns out, the cleanest. Listen now. Hydrogen and oxygen. And in about an hour's time, someone in Mississippi is going to get wet washing. It will actually rain. I told you. It's raining. That's unbelievable. That's the great God. Hydrogen and oxygen. They artificiated it and there's rain. Now, why did I bring this out? We don't wait for, okay, there's a dry season. There's, you can always have any season. You can always do what? And how do you have any season? 
What I've showed here is scriptural, and I'll show you from the scripture. See what the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 3. Let's read it together. Want to go? Let's read it as if you are with me now. If the cloud. So, if you want rain, what do you do now? You don't wait. You can actually activate the. The rain by doing what? Filling your cloud. How do you feed your cloud? By praying. Praying filled. You see, there's no amount. There is a. There's a point to you pray. You pray for the, you. Will, you. There's no reason why you will not see results. You will see the results. Praise the name of the Lord. You give yourself into it, and you will see results. So the Bible says, if the cloud are full, oh wow, I have five more minutes. If the cloud are full of rain, what they will do? They will empty. So shower, you don't say, uh, God, send us shower of, shower of blessing. You will determine the shower of blessing. And how much you want. So you look at it that next year, I want something that will change from this year. I want to, be, I want to marry next year. See, God is not actually having a date. Whether this is the date you will marry. You know, so many people have that wrong notion. That God has programmed. No, 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 no. You determine, no. You determine when you want your breakthrough. Praise the name of the Lord. So what do you do? You set. And then you walk towards it. You don't leave room for chances. You take time. You go deep. Praise the name of the Lord. In Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18, the Bible says, Praying always. Everybody say, Praying always. It's not in some time. It says, Praying always. Praying always. Especially when you know you are confronting an, a particular issue that have been nagging for a long time. Take time off. Take time off. Take time off. I don't know who I'm talking to. Take time off. You've trust God. You've confessed. You know, we are the ones that thought about confession. And it's, it works. But when you confess, 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 you have not seen the result. Take time off. Stay in the place of prayer. The Bible says you will hear a voice behind you that says what? You will hear it when you enter into that realm. You will break into that realm when you know. You will know that I've entered. Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible says pray always with all prayer and supplication. What? In the spirit. Everybody say in the spirit. In the spirit. Now I have a video. Last video. Now. Okay. First uh, Corinthians chapter 14 verse 4. He who speaks in the tongues edify himself. But he who prophesies and defiled the church. Now, I have something here, uh, a video. Can we have the audio again? All right. Please, just listen. It actually bear witness with what I was teaching today. Most of the time, you find when you pray in the spirit, it's not like speaking to the mountain straight away. Amen? You speak to the mountain, many a times the mountain moves. We have prayed for people and instantly they have the manifestation, whether it's their, their shoulder pain or whatever it is, they have an instant manifestation. That is like Mark eleven twenty three. Amen? But, but this prayer usually is a protracted time. I tell you what's happening. The Bible says that whoever prays in an unknown tongue edifies himself, build himself up, build himself up. I love it. Now, we have thought because of our, we, we thought that the Bible says if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. So that's true, but we, it, it is a, a wrong conclusion to say because my spirit prays, only my spirit is edified. 
That has been the wrong, wrong uh, perception that we have, all right, of, of this gift. When it says edify himself, it's a total self, spirit, soul, and body. Yeah, the prayer comes from your spirit. My spirit prays. When you pray in tongues, it's your spirit praying, amen, after through your vocal cords, amen, but it's a spirit praying. But the benefit, whoever speaks in an unknown tongue, edifies his spirit, no, himself, amen. So when you pray, many a times, uh, God starts from the inside, Amen. God starts from the inside, strengthening you on the inside. So the Lord is strengthening your inside first, long before your, the benefits is manifested outside. So I tell you, it can take one day, two days and all that, but keep on praying the Spirit and you'll find such a strengthening inside. Amen. It's, it's not a feeling, it's just a knowing. It's not a feeling. Everybody says it's not a feeling. It doesn't have to do it. It will be different as you pray in the Spirit. It can be one day even. It can be a few hours. But usually it takes some time. It takes some time. You pray the Spirit. Then there comes a time all of a sudden you start feeling. The first few days you might not feel it, but all of a sudden it touches your soulish, soulish realm, realm. your soul. Your soul is also where your feelings are, your mind. All of a sudden you begin to see things. You begin to, when you open up the Bible, you see things you never saw before. You hear things and you're able to, to your mind becomes sharp. And uh, where there's a, like a fog in your mind, you know, mental fog, you know, it, it's lifted. All of a sudden there's clarity in your thought. Amen. And uh, you, you are able to uh, elucidate things and express things that you find a bit uh, hard in times past to express. And, and all of a sudden, you know, there's clarity. And not only that, your feelings, you're starting feeling uh, that there's a tranquilizing effect on your feelings. Amen. You, you are more calm. You, there's poise. There is, there is uh, tranquility. Amen. You come to a place of rest. And many times, that's the thing that's hindering our healing. We're not restful. Then I believe. Only until then, the manifestation will come on your physical body. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You see what I said? You see, the actually challenge is that some of us, we didn't break into this way. Few minutes, we are done. Just some things, it takes more than a few minutes, sir. Few minutes works. Are you guys getting what I'm saying? But sometimes... <laughs> You need to stay longer in it until you get it. Will you get it? Oh, his word said it. Call upon me and I will do what? So the question is whether he will answer or not. He will. Everybody say he will. But sometimes he wants you to even just be with him for a while. Just, just stay a little bit. Just stay a little bit. I'm enjoying the way you are talking to me, praying, Tom, pray. He says he's enjoying it. I remember Benny Hill said that he has a program, and in his hotel room, as he, you know, the time has gone. People are waiting for him on the crusade ground, and he was hurrying up. He wants to jump up from his prayer. As he was about to open the door, he heard the Holy Spirit said, please stay longer, small. Forget the people outside. Let me and you just have some wonderful time. The miracle that took place, before he said it, he never started taking place. In other words, there are things naturally, it happens. No, it's not you that is mechanizing things. Help me now. Yes, sir. It's not you that will be mechanizing it, thinking about it, working about it, uh, strategizing it. Spend time. And do you know what I understand? The longer you spend time with him, the easier the things when you come out. Yeah, yeah. The easier it is. Look at Jesus. Jesus Christ said, the Bible said, he will spend all the whole night with his father. And when he came in the morning, he won't need to bind. 
Just say, you go. Hey, you go. Hey, bread, multiply. Seeing the physical manifestation of something that he has voted in the realm of the spirit. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's pray. I want us to just pray. We have some few minutes to pray. Are we tired? It seems I've, I've spoken too much that you are tired. How desperate you want change? How, do you, how desperate you want change? It's left to you. It's left to you. It's left to you. You've watched, you've watched TV for a long time. I mean, two days of shutting down TV, it won't kill you now. In fact, some of us, we need, we need to even discharge ourselves from internet to focus. Praise the name of the Lord. We are going to pray. And we are going to pray in the Spirit. As we pray in the Spirit, our heart desire are being met. Things are happening to us. Things are happening around us. Say amen now. Amen. I want you to, I, I don't know how to motivate, I don't have motivational voice anymore. I just want you to pray. <laughs> just pray. So if you pray, uh, no, I don't need to motivate you. There's no motivation in this thing. Just pray. Just pray. And the prayer we are praying here, it doesn't end yes, sir. It will not end yes, ma. You will go back. You will take time. You know where you need help. You know where things are looking as if there's fog. Fog. Fog everywhere. Darkness covering everywhere. And you need clarification. You know we, you, you need wisdom on how to access things. Oh, you pray in the Holy Ghost. Until you get to that realm in which you will know inside of you what to do, how to do it, when to do it. Who to call? Who to talk to? Oh, our heart is set. This year is year, is, it has never gone. There's still so many beautiful things in stock for us. And we are going to lay claim, we are going to lay hold. Lay hold, lay hold, lay hold, lay hold. We lay hold, we lay hold on our healing. We lay hold on our breakthrough. We lay hold on our miracles. We lay hold, we lay hold on our jobs. We lay hold, we lay hold. We lay hold, sir. We lay hold, ma. We take hold. We take hold. We take hold of our marriages, relationships. No eventualities. Things are working our own accord. No failing time. No failure time. No boring time. No depressing time. No frustration time. No sickness time. It's healing all the way. I stand. 